1: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Investor Intelligence, brought to you by the team at The Property Mentors. It's your weekly podcast for all things investment and hosted by me, Phoebe Sikowski wallace joining me again is Jason Colby from Imperial Property. I said that wrong. I think I said it wrong in the last episode. So Imperial, who specializes in conveyancing in Victoria, New South Wales, and Queensland. Welcome back, Jason. Oh,
2: it's good to be back. Thank you so much.
1: We say that as if we didn't actually just record two episodes (laughs) in the same day.
2: It's it's been so long. (laughs) How have you been? (laughs) So
1: good. No, you're a busy man, so I appreciate you doing two in one day. (laughs) So Jason, last time we spoke, we sort of spoke about your career journey and all the roles that you've worked in as far as property. Um, And then we talked a little bit about conveyancing and your role doing that and the importance of it. But uh, when we were discussing what we wanted to talk about in both episodes, you mentioned desktop valuation. So Mm -hmm. this is a term that Herman and Malika actually touched on in their last episode together. Uh, And how a desktop valuation in a more inappropriate sort of circumstance actually hindered a property purchase for one of their members, which was really sad to hear. And so I feel that for those who were hearing that term for the first time, were hearing that a desktop valuation is a bad thing or it's a lazy thing. Um, But that's not the case. I mean, it, it was in that case, but it's not always so I wanted to talk to you about them in a bit more depth as someone who comes across them quite a lot, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> as I said, we've touched on them before, but can you explain to me mm-hmm. what a desktop valuation is and how it differs from other types of valuations?
2: Absolutely. So I have to just step in and mm. say that the correct terminology is is more of a market evaluation okay. um, or a market estimate okay. um, purely because desktop valuations there is a huge difference between a proper valuation and a market estimate. The market estimate will take, or your desktop valuation will take, uh, a subject property. Look into that property, find comparable sales in the area over a specific time frame, generally three to six months, um, and say, okay, if all these similar properties sold for this, well, then your property technically is worth between this and this, or mm. the estimate for this property is between this and this. Uh, what a valuer will do is so much more in depth so we're talking size of rooms quality of fixtures and fittings how high are your ceilings um you know are there easements how big's the land you know all the rest of that there are so many things that come into um account when you do a proper valuation mm. uh, you and I've spoken about this before mm-hmm. where uh, i've seen a valuation uh, and it was my own coming under because the name of two of the rooms on the floor plan uh on the working drawing sorry Uh, were study and rumpus room as opposed to fourth bedroom and rumpus slash fifth bedroom. And as a result of changing terminology, like that can have an effect in the value of a property to a proper valuer. That's crazy. Um, Whereas a market estimate is, this is a subject property. This is what the subject property is. In the area, in the last three to six months, 10 sales happened and six of them are similar to that property. Mm. So going off that, seeing what they're worth, this one's better, this one's worse, this one's kind of similar. Um, And that'll kind of spit out an estimate range.
1: Mm, Okay. And what stage of the process does like a desktop estimation happen?
2: Oh, so most of the times, uh, they're generally called comparative market analysis. So you'll hear a real estate agent, say CMA, um, or comparative market analysis. And that's what they'll do. So they'll, they'll come to give you an idea as to what the market has determined your the property value to be. Um, now, it's not the value. It's just based on other sales, mm. this is a range that we're confident with or, or, you know, this is the range it's given us. But, you know, given the state of the current market, we might have to adjust for that. But what it does is it it doesn't give you a proper valuation you know, that say a bank would use when it comes to lending money or anything like that, gives you an idea that if you were to sell your house, Mm -hmm. you could probably get this much money.
1: Okay, so that's why it's estimation as opposed to valuation because valuation is a little bit more concrete and estimation is a little bit more. Well, that's that's exactly right. Well, that's
2: right. Like generally evaluation, most people only get a valuation when it comes to, you know, borrowing money from a bank or doing an extension or a renovation or, you know, whenever it's ordered by somebody, Like a bank, Mm -hmm. or you know, you might get a valuation because of a partnership dissolving, or whatever it be. Um, So, you need that concrete valuation to say, This is basically what that building, land, fixtures, and fittings, everything there is worth, um, and go forth, right? Uh, Whereas a, a market analysis is great, you've got a four bedroom. Two-bathroom, two-car garage in this suburb. Uh three houses that are very similar to yours sold between eight and eight fifty. So you, you know, yours has higher-end fixtures and fittings. So we might be able to get 850 to nine hundred.
1: So what's the difference? Sorry, what's the connection between the valuation and contract price? And how can them being different? Mm-hmm. What can that mean for someone's property purchase?
2: So when it comes to uh the market analysis, so when it comes to the CMA, a CMA can Give you information. So most uh, data platforms right, uh, will be able to generate those CMAs for, for an agent. There are limitations to those CMAs and one of them really is that the data that's there available for the subject property is generally the data that was available at the last sale, which means that if the last sale was 50 years ago and the property was all original and it sold for $15,000, Um, when it comes back to be reviewed again, it may have had an extension. It may have um, had a pool added. It may have had all these extra additions to the property added, which is really going to boost the value of that house to somebody looking at buying it. Um, But according to the software that you're using, at the time of the last sale, it was just a three bedroom, one bathroom, original 1974, whereas now it's a five bedroom, three bathroom, uh, completely renovated. So Mm -hmm. that's where... The CMA and the contract price can vary because your agent will generally go through the property before they sell it and say, wow, look you've got hardwood floors. That's a huge tick. Wow, you've got um, ducted heating and cooling. That's a huge tick. There's a pool out the back. I didn't know that. There mm-hmm. we go. Huge tick. So, you know, the information they're getting on, on one platform, while isn't a negative at all, it's just the data that was available at the time of the last sale.
1: Just hasn't been updated. Well, the thing yeah. is that
2: generally gets updated with the next sale
1: yeah, so okay.
2: it, they're the limitation. so that that's where they can differ. Um, but like I said, the the desktop valuation is there to give you an idea. Mm. Your agent is the expert who can then say, "No, we can probably get this, or actually, we can probably only get this. like they're they're the ones that will be able to tell you. Uh, what their confident contract price will be. Uh, The CMA is more there as a guide, gives you an idea as to what's happening in the area and how can we use that data to kind of figure out what this things
0: worth.
1: Okay. So desktop valuation then is, it can be, so it can be done properly and it can be used at the start as a guide, Yes, but it can be done incorrectly as well. Say that you actually don't You don't work in property. You just are looking at the the data that's, you know, available online. That's where...
2: Absolutely. Look, there there are platforms where um, uh, investors can go on and kind of do their own research. um, But without knowing the limitations of that data, so without knowing, you know, that the property may be updated, there might be improvements to the property. And, like, you've seen it and you know there are improvements. But when you go to do your research and Mm. you type in the address... Uh, the information you're getting might not match with what you've seen, but you haven't you haven't noticed it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what, like again, due diligence. I, I spruced this in the last episode. Um, just making sure that you're ticking all the right boxes and you've got the right data. Um, real estate agents, uh, when they do a CMA, will generally pre-populate comparable sales in an area and then take the time to actually find the most comparable. Mm. So instead of just taking the top five and saying, yeah, it could be worth this, which is what most people doing their own research might do. um, The real estate agent will say, look, I understand they're saying that, but this property here is actually on 850 squares. Yours is on 500 squares. And unless you're looking for it, Mm. you don't really notice it. Um, So the agent will find the most comparable to make that estimate as accurate as possible.
0: Here at The Property Mentors, we have decades of experience investing in property. We know what to look for and what kind of impact it can have on your portfolio. We have access to brokers, accountants and property managers to make sure your portfolio performs. Visit thepropertymentors.com.au to learn more.
1: So what are some of the common misconceptions then about valuations that you've come across in your experience as a conveyancer?
2: Oh, most common misconceptions. So one of the most common misconceptions is that a desktop valuation is the value of a property. And you you and I have, have just spoken about the fact that they can give you a really good guide yeah. as to what it is um, if they're done right. So if, if enough time and effort has gone into it, Um, you know, but then you see the other side of the coin with proper valuations where, uh, developments might have valuations and then before settlement need to be re-evaluated just to make sure that, Mm. you know, they're still worth what they are and all the rest of that for finance purposes and things like that. Um, you've just got to, yeah, you've just got to make sure again, due diligence. If, if you are doing the desktop valuation yourself, just make sure, you're looking into every aspect of it, simply clicking into it and saying, find some comparable properties. And yeah, those five are okay. And those five sold for a million dollars. So I should get a million dollars too, is not the right way to look at it. Mm -hmm. Um, Purely because the last thing you want to do is go in with really high expectations and have to be brought back down to earth thinking that you could sell your property for a million, but it's actually only worth $800,000 in the eyes of Buyers in the market right now. Mm. So you're better off going in with realistic expectations than hopes and dreams that, no, I did my research and it's worth X. Yeah. And it's like, it's really not. You know, I i hear stories all the time of people kind of fighting with their agents over it. Like they'll, they'll bicker with their agents over it to say, well, no, that property up the road sold for a million. Why can't you get me a million? And the agent will have a full blown list of reasons why. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the internet said, I could get a million. And th- that's just make sure you do the proper research. Like the data is there, the the data is there and where you can get it. And, you know, you can, you can do a bit of research online for free, or you can pay for a subscription to something. And, and you know, then it's kind of all collaborated in one area for you to do your research. Um, it's all there for you. It's it just depends on how much effort, how much time and effort you invest in doing it. Mm. Um, and what's lucky is, you know, your real estate agents will do this for you most of the time when, when they're coming for listing presentations or, or whatever it be. Um, and just because Google said you can get $2 million and your agent said you can't. You know, the agent is essentially the the expert in in the room. Um, I would take them. They, they've probably sold half the property you're trying to compare the property to, <laughs> yeah, it true. so that they have a bit more information, mm. uh, background information, and, and utilise their expertise and their knowledge as much as you can. Mm. Most of the time, it's free knowledge, anyway, mm. so you're better off doing it.
1: I don't know if the internet says it, it's. I know, usually pretty true, Jason. But Wikipedia, yeah. but Wikipedia <laughs> said it. Oh, gosh,
2: all right.
1: <laughs> So we've talked through the different types of valuations then. What are some of the benefits and drawbacks of each type of valuation on a property purchase?
2: So what we'll do is we'll, we'll talk about the benefits of each and the benefits of each kind of differ. So uh, a desktop valuation or a market um, appraisal is their To give you an idea of what your property's worth, right? They don't take very long to do. There is not a lot of cost associated with getting it done. Most of the time, an agent will bring one at a listing presentation so you can get an idea. And basically, they're designed to say, hey, this is what the market is doing. This is what your property is worth. And by the way, it it took me a day to put this thing together. Mm. The flip side of that so, for a sale, that's great because generally, when you're looking at selling, you'll, you'll, do your research, call up a bunch of real estate agents, get them to come down, kind of talk you through it. And these guys can do that in a short period of time, come down and give you a really good idea of what the market says your property may be worth. The flip side of evaluation is it's a lot more accurate, a lot more detailed, goes into things like easements and conditions of X, Y, and Z and the polish of your floorboards and the size of your bedrooms and the heights of your ceilings. Like it is amazing what it goes into but you get what you pay for. Mm -hmm. So they are generally more expensive. The turnaround time is longer. Um, So generally for the sale of a property, if it's just a stock standard sale, so you're looking at selling your house and buying a new one, the benefits associated with getting an actual valuation are non-existent compared to the market appraisal Um, because the market appraisal is a quick turnaround and telling you what what the market in your area is doing. Mm -hmm. That's what you want okay so yeah so proper valuations take all that into account but go into a ton more detail but again cost time and real benefit aren't really worth it when it comes to selling your house
1: yeah and as far as the desktop valuation as long as you know what you're looking for and what to to assess that's it it's it's a great way to do it absolutely if you, if you don't know what you're doing you don't know and you're just going off really on paper details mm-hmm. That's when it becomes a problem. Exactly right. Yep.
2: Absolutely. And and it's easy to jump on one of the property portals and see the auction results and say, I know property A is the same as mine, property B is similar to mine, and property C is nowhere near mine. And if we look at all those and I were to sell tomorrow, I could probably get somewhere in between property A and B. Like you could do that yourself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The difference is, is that the agent will not only go into a lot more detail but show you the proof as to yeah. how they've come to it. Um, you know, so it's kind of like when you used to do a math class, you know, it's like show me you're working out. That's what the agent will yeah,
1: do. Yeah, okay. Um,
2: so, yeah, so they, they're definitely the, the benefits of each mm-hmm. and, you know, Kind of, you understand why a certain type of real estate transaction will use one, and a, another type of real estate transaction will use the other.
1: Mm, yeah. yeah, no, thank you for clearing all of that up for <laughs> me and probably any of the other listeners that had a different <laughs> um, uh, perspective on desktop valuations oh, at the start. I'll
2: tell you, it's uh, it's one of those things that uh, when you hear it, we when I was working in property data, we we would never use the word valuation mm. because you know what goes into evaluation and evaluation's generally done by banks. They need to know how much the thing is worth so they know how much money to give you or whatever it be. Um, what these are are estimates. We used to have to be very clear about that. Yeah, yeah, um, that's
1: understandable. Because
2: we are taking a sample size. Mm-hmm. We are basically figuring out an average of that and we're saying you, sh- you should be able to get that. Yeah. Um, and it, it's giving you a guide without making any promises.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what, just to wrap up, what advice would you give to someone in regards to getting the appropriate valuation done for whatever their circumstances? Whatever is,
2: just you want to make sure that you cover yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And generally, most people we're talking about are people transacting properties, right? So they're, they're just looking at selling the family home or whatever it be. Find a good agent. A good agent will do a great market appraisal, you know? And, and most of the times, you know, when you do a whole bunch of listing presentations with agents, they're, they're going to bring their A game. They're going to want your business. So they will come with a really good market evaluation mm-hmm. and, and they'll come with a detailed CMA and, and you know, give it to you and show you all the pretty pictures and the maps and the all the different properties and how much they sold for and things like that. They're the ones who know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, we can all sit here and I can tell you my house is worth $2 million and I know it is, but the agent will tell me it's not. Yeah, They're the ones that experience it every day. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, so just trust the experts. Yeah. That's what it all comes down to, doesn't it?
1: The ones that do it day in, day out. That's
2: exactly right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Trust the experts and, you know, if how many times, uh, you know, you could sit here and and say, but I know, and somebody else gives you some other information and then you get to the end of that transaction and what that person said was actually right. And it's because they do it day in and day out. They get it. they know what to look for. That's exactly right. They understand it.
1: Amazing. Well, thank you for talking with me today. I know you're a very busy man, but I appreciate your time. (laughs) Thank you, I
2: love being here. Looking forward to the next one.
0: If you found this episode or any of our episodes helpful, please make sure to share and leave a rating to help us reach more people on their investing journeys. And of course, subscribe to be notified when new episodes drop. Make sure to follow the podcast on Instagram at Investor Intelligence Podcast. You can find links to our other socials in the show notes, including a link to the Property Mentors weekly blog. If you're ready to get your property portfolio in shape for financial freedom, check out Luke's latest book, Property Fit. You can get yourself a copy at www.propertyfitbook.com.au.